This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to Valley Football First and Goal, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference on the lineupmedia.fm network. Now, your host, Kelly Burke. Welcome to the MVFC First and Gold podcast. Today we are talking all things replay with Roger Quinlan, a longtime Valley football official who has transitioned to the replay booth. Good morning, Roger. How are you? Uh, good morning. I'm doing well. Doing well this morning. Roger, how did you first get recruited to join the replay booth? Well, uh, I was on the field for 20 years and uh, they had asked me if I might be interested, and uh, they were looking to moving into replay in the Valley, and they asked me if I might be interested in uh, being a part of that. And I gave it some thought and thought, well, you know, I'm getting older, so that this might give me an opportunity to to be involved with the college football for several years more. So I jumped at the chance. Was it a big transition? Uh, well, it's different. Uh you got a. Uh, I don't think I had as. I think some had more trouble than I did. Uh, I figured right out right away that I, you you're a spectator in, in replay. You're not an official, so you're watching the game uh, and looking just for things that might pertain to replay. But you're not actually watching whether somebody's holding or somebody's there's pass interference. You have to take yourself out of that uh, uh, mindset and go to the just being a spectator and watching for things for replay. That makes sense. What are the requirements to be a replay official? Well, uh, I guess they're looking for somebody that's, uh, you know, that, that they feel like will be well prepared and knows how to communicate with, you know, you got to communicate with the people in the booth and you got to communicate with the referee and, and uh, that you're a high spec expectation type guy. Uh, you know, you, you want to, want to do it right and make sure it's correct uh, and you know and and you're willing to listen to other people uh you're not just uh, your ego is not such that you got to think you're the only one that can do it right so yeah, yeah. and uh, you got to be you know you got to have a lot of self-confidence <laughs> 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 you got to feel like you know, what you've uh, what you've told the referee is is correct and always is correct so because uh, the buck stops with you, they always say. And, of course, there's some pressure, uh, you know, that goes along with it. But, you know, I've been officiating for 50 years, so I understand pressure. And uh, you got to have knowledge of the replay rules. And plus, you need to have a real knowledge of the football rules because you can't let the officials on the field make a mistake. Uh, so you need to make sure they're doing the correct thing. And, uh, you know, and you just have to learn the skill of doing it and stay with it. It's a it's a burdensome uh, uh, time from the start of the game to the end that, that you're focused. <laughs> Your brain really gets a gets a workout. You alluded to it a little bit when we started. You know, 20 years as an, an official. Um, so if you could dive a little bit more into your background as a longtime college football official bef- before you got into replay. Well, I uh, I started it probably in the. In, in college football in the in the mid 80s uh, and uh, with division three and NAIA and so forth and progressed where I was a referee and then some of some of the people that were working in the gateway at that time uh, you know said I should apply to the 
to the gateway, so I did, and they and I got into the gateway, and I worked as a back judge uh, for 20 years. Uh, worked a lot of uh, important games. Uh, probably the most important game I got to work was the national championship in 2006 in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. So uh, I've had a lot of great games, had a lot of great uh, officials that I've worked with, and and really enjoyed my time and I and I learned so much we had a supervisor back then by the name of Ed Shannon was just a tremendous uh, supervisor a teacher I mean he taught us so well and uh, so I've always felt confident in what I was doing what are the biggest differences between being a replay official and an on-field game official well it's uh, when you're on the field uh, you're you have you're watching keys you know what I mean certain players yeah if you're a back judge you're watching the second or third guy in if you're the side judge you're watching the outside guy if you're the umpire you got the guard two guards in the center and then referee's got his responsibility everybody has responsibilities for different players on, on, at the snap well in in replay we're we're just watching the ball when it's snapped to the quarterback, what he does with it. If he passes it, then we're watching to make sure he doesn't get hit late. And then we're following the ball, you know, for whether it's a, if it's a pass incomplete or, or complete, or if the ball carry, if he hands it to the ball carrier, you know, where does he end up? Or does he fumble the ball? Just, just the, we're just watching the game. And if something crops up that there's smoke, we know that it pertains to us, then we're going to take a really good look at it. So that's basically, and and the field officials they're they're officiating their areas, their their keys and their areas. Who does the replay crew consist of every game? It consists well at our at the in the valley we have a a replay official uh, who is in charge who makes the decisions. We have a communicator who works with the replay official on you know going watching the game and talking about what's going on and looking at replays and and charting uh plays and we have a, a technician who works with the with the tv people that brings the plays up to the booth and sends them to us and he he also keeps a record of all the plays and, and the time and and penalties and everything that goes into uh when they show the video it's all one play after another and that's because the technician has put it put it in there that way so it's uh that's basically what goes on now in the in the uh, in the Big Ten. They all in the MAC. They also have an assistant communicator, which takes some of the load off of the communicator of charting plays. He does all the play charting, and and, that, and that's just simply for a backup in case something happens with the uh, tech in the his recording of plays. You know, so. Yeah. You know, we we spoke briefly yesterday on the phone um, in preparation for this interview. And one thing you had mentioned is that you were, you know, watching a bunch of film yesterday. So what does your preparation look like now each week in anticipation for each game? Well, we, uh, of course, uh, when the game's when the game's over, we have to send in a a report. You know, if we have any, uh, we send in a report of of the conditions and everything at the site, uh, you know, how many, uh, headsets and everything like this. And then we also have to send in a report of, of all our stoppages or anything that we've done at the game that our confirmation stoppages, things like this to, to the, uh, office. And from that point on, then it's, it's a matter of, uh, watching the, well, I, I usually watch the game video from the game we did, but I also, uh, watch uh, all the 
all the replays from every game are were, are available to us. So I go oh, in and wow. I watch I watch every one of those for every game that was on that week. And you know you can learn from those and you can see if you agree disagree. You know it, it, from the look you get at it and and I do that every week. And we also get uh, quizzes sent to us that we have to do each week and. Uh, we it's just it's just like there's something coming all the time to, to, to keep us into football and i also spend time in the in the rule books because if you don't you're you know the football rule book has over a hundred exceptions to rules <laughs> so really why, oh my gosh i had no idea wow that's why it makes it difficult to to really get a grasp and know all the rules every time you think you know them they come up with another exception so you have to learn that one too so wow uh, so football is it's a rules game and and it requires a lot of study if you want to you know be good at it what are considered reviewable plays well uh uh you know we could start with uh, the the quarterback uh you know whether he threw a pass or it was a fumble whether his arm was hand was coming forward uh, uh whether the ball carrier was down or he fumbled uh, before he got down, whether it was a catch or a no catch, all catch, no catch by receivers uh, are reviewable. Out of bounds, anything that has to do with the out of bounds, we, we can review. Uh, there's, uh, well, I don't have the list in front of me, but I know them when I see them. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's just th- those types of plays. Targeting is, is an absolute. Yeah. All scores have to be confirmed. So sometimes okay. it's real simple to confirm a score. Sometimes you have to stop the game because you you know it, it's so close on the goal line. Yeah. Uh, turnovers uh, have to be confirmed. You know, uh, if if it's uh, if it's just a pure interception, that's easy. Or they, but if there's a fumble involved and uh, whether the guy's knee was down before he fumbled and the other team recovered, uh, those take some time sometimes to look and try to see. Sometimes with the cameras, you just can't see. So whatever they've called on the field has to has to stand. So, you know, I'm curious. So one of the game that I worked last week at one point, one of the one of the head coaches, um, I, I, I heard overheard him saying to one of the officials, you know, why? Why are we reviewing that play? How how often do you run into situations from, you know, head coaches where they're questioning why something's being reviewed or that they're maybe unsure of what can be reviewed or why it's being reviewed okay that, that's a really good question uh, the coaches uh they get they get one uh, review or one stoppage a game if they can request but if uh the officials that work that sideline need to know what is reviewable so if the coach says oh well i like i want to review that i want to stop that we need to review that well they can tell them well that's not reviewable or they can tell them the replay official is reviewing it he has looked at it. You're going to waste the time out if you if you call it. Yeah. You know, trying to to, to save them that that thing. Uh, a lot of times, coaches want something reviewed that's not reviewable. You know, they may they may say a, a, a progress spot is wrong. Well, we can't review progress spots unless it has to do with a line to gain or a touchdown. Yeah. So if it's three yards short of the line to gain, we can't touch it. So sometimes they don't understand that, and. And the officials, that's why the officials that work the sidelines need to have a real working knowledge of replay rules because they have to converse with the coach frequently on this. So, but they're allowed to make, you know, there might be a three yard gain in the first quarter 
uh, a pass, and and it and they've ruled it a uh, catch, and we can see that it's an incomplete pass. Okay, mm-hmm. but it's only three yards. It's first down. It's in the first quarter, so we're probably not going to get involved because of competitive effect at that point. Yeah. Now in the fourth quarter, it would be different, but in the first quarter, well, if that coach sees that and he wants wants that reviewed because he thinks that was incomplete, well, he can he can go ahead and stop it, and we'll review it and change it. But that's on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not on us. So. <laughs> What would you say are the biggest misconceptions about replay? Well, I think they think maybe that the replay officials just sit up in the booth and put their feet up and, you know, uh, don't really have much to do unless there's a needs to be a replay. <laughs> I'm not sure. But but uh, it's uh, they it's not a, a it's not a cure all for everything. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to always be able to see what you need to see. You know, they say you got to have indisputable video evidence. Well, if we don't have indisputable video evidence, we can't do anything with it. But we are, it is probably one of the most taxing jobs on your brain that I've ever been involved with. From the very start of the game to the very end of the game, we are on every play. We are counting. We are talking about the formations. We are talking about the line to gain. We are talking about where we are at in the game. Uh, then we're watching the play. Then I'm looking at the replay monitor and watching it again. And then we're ready for the next play. And if they're going to hurry up yeah. offense, yeah. like say a South Dakota does, uh, that just goes so fast. And our communicator, he's trying to chart the, the, the you know, the ruling on the field, the line to gain, the, the yard line, the hash. And he's, he's, he's going just lickety split. He hasn't. And then we got to count each time. You got to count if who's ever on your side. If I got the offense on my side, I got the offense. He's got the defense. We count every play. We cannot miss a play. If we miss a count, we're probably going to miss a week. That's, that's just <laughs> what, the way it is. You know, that's a mistake you can't make. So it's that's the kind of and, and that goes on from boy when halftime comes, are you ready for a break? You know, yeah, and I'm sure. It, it just it's uh, it's uh, it's three hours of uh, you know focus real focus probably more than even on the field i'm I'm glad you brought up south dakota because that was actually going to be uh one of my follow-up questions is when you have a team like the coyotes or or even let's say western illinois Mm -hmm. midway through the year has gone to a no huddle offense and and southern sometimes goes to that up-tempo offense how do you as replay officials in a replay booth how do you prepare for a team like that. Um, let's hypothetically say you haven't had someone that plays at that type of tempo before, because, like you said, you are charting and you're responsible for every play of that football game. Well, we we understand going in who we have, you know, uh, that they are a hurry up, go fast team. So we just speed up ourselves. But but the thing that that, that makes it more difficult is if there's something happens that might need to be stopped. We don't have the time to really get a good look at it or a second look at it. We just have to make a decision right away whether we're going to stop it or not. Because if you don't, it's gone. They're gone. Yeah. So uh, we could actually be stopping something that we probably maybe didn't need to stop. But we stopped it because we didn't get the angle we wanted. Then after we stop it, we do get the angle we want. And we can see, oh, well, that, that, that probably we could have passed on that. But we've already stopped it. So. We'll just say we have to that, – that, that's the one thing that makes it tough is how fast they're going and how much time we have to really look at something. 
My conversation with Roger Quinlan continues in just a second, but if you're enjoying this edition of the MVFC First and Gold podcast, check out all the lineup media group offerings, sports and non-sports podcasts. Now back to the show. Roger, what has the Missouri Valley Football Conference decided in terms of the logistics and equipment that they, they will require of each school? Well, uh, with the exception of Western Illinois University, all the schools have DV sport equipment, which is what everybody in the country is using. Uh, it's state-of-the-art uh, equipment, and uh, it really works good. Uh, we, in the Valley, we don't – they have what they call a quad in, in, the, in the Big Ten and the, and the MAC, which they have a screen there that shows four different camera angles in, in four sections of the screen. So when a play happens, if, if you – if you've looked at it and think, "Ooh, that might need," you can look at that quad and see the angle you want, and get it right on your screen instantly, and see what you what you uh, think from that point. We do not have that. Okay. Uh, we have to be, uh, you know, sometimes it might take a little longer trying to get the get the correct cam. And, and we don't have as many cameras as they do, you know. Uh, so, and sometimes when you ask for a camera angle, they'll say we don't have it. And and that always kind of puzzled me. So I asked a producer not long ago, and he said, well, sometimes we'll give a, a certain camera a, di- a different uh, uh, job or to be watching a certain player yeah, on that, that play. Yeah, so they true. won't have the replay that, w- that we need. So, uh, you know, we're at their mercy, uh, and hopefully they do have the – or they might have a handheld, but he won't be on the goal line when we need him. You know what I mean? It's, ju- it's just uh, – we deal with what we have, and uh, sometimes that's why you'll see a lot of stands at the uh, in the Missouri Valley because we won't have the angle to see it. So, but you no, know, the equipment is is tremendous equipment, and uh, Western's going to have it next year. So, so we're, we're, all schools will have it next year. So, what does Western use right now? They use equipment that they made themselves. Oh wow! So it's it's a little, I mean. They're, uh, they have cameras and everything, but but uh, the tech there has to run the place for you. You you don't. Ha- I don't have a jog shuttle where I can run them and slow them down and see what I want to see. I have to have talk to him and have him do it for me. Okay. So it takes longer. Yeah. And, and uh, so it, it sometimes it's you know it's not the best, but it it works. And I think next year they're going to be have the DV Sports. So. Yeah. It, it's interesting that you mentioned about the. The cameras um, and sometimes, you know, having other assignments because um, I even I ran into that situation. I had to, we had a game two weeks ago at Youngstown State, um, North Dakota State at Youngstown State. And so as as the sideline reporter, I'm always assigned to the handheld camera. Um, and his camera was actually several times during the game. It was having issues and kept basically dying going out. Um, so I would imagine, you know, that's a situation um that you're trying to troubleshoot um when, when you don't when that angle you know when the camera goes out and you don't have that angle because we had that happen we had actually had that happen with our halftime interview i ended up doing it off camera because the the camera had gone out right before the interview yeah well we had uh we, we were had a rainstorm at western illinois earlier in the year and all the cameras went out we were out of replay from middle 10 minutes to go in the first quarter till seven minutes to go in the third quarter wow we just had you know the cameras went out because it got all wet and everything yeah. and it just it was a heck of a rainstorm so those things do happen 
So uh, we understand that. Prob- we probably don't have any more than seven cameras ever. Yeah. I mean, you know. So and- it sounds like then the the amount of replay angles, it varies week to week depending on what Valley you know, football right. site you're at and, you know, like whether it's the game of the week or whether the school mm-hmm. itself has a lot of right. production elements right. available uh, to it. Right. Yeah. La- last week I was at North Dakota State. They had seven cameras. This week I'm at South Dakota State. And the last time I was there, they had four cameras. Okay. So it, I don't know how many they, they might have more this time. Maybe, maybe less. I don't know. Sometimes at South Dakota, you only have you won't have any end zone cameras. You'll just have sideline and handheld. So if it happens on the far side of the field, you're, you're pretty much out of it. You yeah. know, so it just it just depends on it varies from school to school. What are the advantages of having a replay command center? Um, you know, for example, and I think the Big Ten has that versus an on-site replay booth. Well, uh, the Big Ten does have a command center, but they but they don't uh, they don't get involved with the replay during. Uh, during the games oh, okay. now there are i think maybe there are some conferences that do now have a, a command a replay center where all the replays come into it and and they they're involved in the decision making they still have a, a, a replay official on site too but i think th- i think it's between the referee and the replay official on site and the command center uh they did like some experimenting uh with our command center uh, on games, uh, you, having someone up there in the command center or a, a replay official on a communicator doing the games, watching it on monitors. And I, they came to the conclusion that there wasn't, uh, if, if any, hardly ever any differences in opinion. Hmm. And so they decided that they were going to stay with what uh, we've been doing all along, having your replay official at the site, with, and oh, when they have monitors now for the referees, we don't in our league, but they do in the MAC and the Big Ten. And so that's how they're continuing to deal with it. Uh, and I don't know whether that'll ever come into fruitation or not, or they'll go to a command center. You still have to have a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, and things have been, you know, going pretty well the way we've been doing them. So I, I think they're probably going to stay with the way we handle it right now. You joined the replay booth in 2014. How has replay changed since you became a part of it? Uh, well, it, it, I don't know that there's been so much, too much change. The, you know, the technology keeps getting better. You know, DV Sport comes up with new stuff every year to make it easier for the, uh, for the replay official and for you know for seeing the plays and so forth. Uh, you know the targeting uh, was it was the one big thing that's uh, come in come along since I started. You know they really focused in on uh, on head injuries and wanting to get those out of the game and wanting you to you know call targeting when the officials to to call it and for us to and for us to look at it and if we could confirm it or if it stands they you know the the player was ejected from the game. Now they've come back and decided that. If we cannot see it clearly and confirm it, then it's then the call is is reversed. It's not targeting, and so I think that's helped quite a bit because I think there were a lot of ejections that were iffy, if yeah. you know what I mean, because yeah. they were going on the uh, side of being safe, you know, and for for the players and so forth. But uh, I think this that that has really helped, and it's cut down on a lot of the targeting calls, and you know. And uh, I think that the ones that need to be uh, ejected are being ejected, the bad ones. So 
that that's probably the main thing that's changed you know as far as uh, the the way you look at the game and so forth and what what you're allowed to get involved with hasn't really changed uh speak of they may they may have added something you know because some guy threw a pass uh from the five yard line uh and the referee thought it was from the end zone and called it for intentional grounding in the end zone, which was a safety or something. Well, they added that, you know, they added an exception. Be sure. (laughs) (laughs) They let, let us get involved in that then see what I mean? Because we weren't involved before and, and it it turned out to be a a big play in the game. So that, that happens too. When something major happens, then they'll, they'll come up with some kind of an exception to let in the, let in the replay to make sure you don't have a, egregious error traditionally i would assume this is something that's that is kept track of but what is the the accuracy rate of replay on average well i would i'm not i'm not sure but i'm sure it's someplace between 95 and 100 percent yeah you know i I know it's not 100 percent but but you know it's 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 way up there and as they tell us the buck stops with you you need to get it right you know that's that's the kind of information we get. So they put the pressure on us to get it right. And for the most part, I think we do. Yeah. In what area do you feel like replay can continue to grow? Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure there'll be more, probably be more, uh, situations where replay can get involved. You know, that was see the NFL now has got them, uh, on pass interference. Now, whether that'll happen to us or not, I don't know. Uh, but I'm sure there'll be other, other areas added that we we can get involved in in replay. Uh, I'm sure the technology will get better. You know, uh, maybe the schools as it goes along will. You know, I don't know if the equipment prices will go down or they'll be able to add more cameras and things like this. So, I I see that you know it it going. I think it'll get better as as the years go along. They'll just be adding more and better equipment and probably the replay will be more involved in in certain aspects of the game than they are now i've always been curious and this is just going back to your your background being a longtime official so being an official at least from what i've observed observed as a reporter it's often a very thankless job <laughs> um you know for for the amount of information and rules you have to know and and really the, the accuracy with which you're you know um making decisions and uh, in ruling plays, what made you want to get into being an official in the first place? Well, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's uh, goes way back. I guess when I I was uh, I was always involved in sports, you know, playing and uh, and even in college I was and and I guess as I got involved because I needed it was a a, a job, you know, to make a little money in the in the uh, winter so i started officiating intramural basketball you know just and i and i liked it so the next thing i know i'm officiating grade school basketball and the next thing you know i'm officiating high school and then then college then uh, i got into football <laughs> you know and so it just uh, and i like it i like the competition i like uh, that feeling that you've you've uh, done something right and helped the game uh you know i i just I just love uh, being involved with it. Once it gets into your blood, it's just you just can't get it out of there, and you know you just you just love it. So that's kind of the way I am. I've been doing it for fifty years. So, do you do replay 
for any other sport besides college football? No, I don't. I okay. still officiate a little basketball, but not too much. But oh, I do nice. some of that. Uh, uh, at the college level or high school level? Not. A, I do just high school. I okay. used to do several levels, but I don't anymore since uh, you know, I just do some high school basketball now. Yeah. Uh, anything else you think we should know um, or that you'd like to share about replay? Uh, well, I... I haven't really thought about that, but uh, I don't think so. I, you know, I'm just, you know, you just hope the ball bounces right each week, and <laughs> and you get the right angle and see it correctly, uh, and and everything turns out good. I mean, that's that's the challenge and the pressure. And you know, if you don't like the challenge and the pressure, you better not do it. Yeah, and if you and if you don't have to have a high tempo offense every week, bonus, no, that, right? That, that really <laughs> <Yeah>. helps. <laughs> yeah, the, those huddles are great. <laughs> the the, we, the yeah. longer, the better. The longer you can or, run that play clock, the better. I know. I don't. I you know. I'm at South Dakota State this week, and I don't think either one of those teams go fast tempo. So this no. might be a this might be a great week. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I, I also am at South Dakota State this weekend, so look forward to seeing you in person uh, and, and safe sure. travels, and I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Okie dokie. It was my pleasure. If you like what you heard from Roger Quinlan in our MVFC First and Gold podcast, take a moment to share, subscribe, and leave a review. Lineupmedia.fm also is home to many other sports podcasts, shows like Fairways and Greens, Blues NHL podcasts, and The Drop. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Tune in next week for another episode of Valley Football First and Goal with Kelly Bird, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference, only on the lineupmedia.fm network. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere you get your podcasts. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.